Hey everybody, thanks for listening to Revenge of the World episode 27. Um, Jesus Christ, <laughs> what is going on? This is what happens when you don't podcast in two weeks. Um, donkey, we're brought to you by DonkeyPaw.com. <laughs> DonkeyPaw, screen print and design. Uh, they're located in Houston at 2010 Commerce Street. And you want to get in touch with Randy the Dream Wharton at 713-732-6935. Or you can email him at donkeypaw at yahoo.com. Donkeypaw will screen print on just about anything flat enough to screen print on. And that includes hats, shirts, posters, stickers, koozies, and skateboards. And if it's not flat, we can always flatten the motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? We're also brought to you by LoneStarButtons.com. As usual, you want to get in touch with Adam Stimpy Jones. And you can email him at info at LoneStarButtons.com. Or call him at 281-798-1996. Tell him Gabe sent you and you want to suck on his hairy tits, and he will, most likely, not hang up on you. Um, Stimpy makes buttons for you in multiple sizes and shapes, at a reasonable cost, and he's been doing it for 16 years, so, you know, he's good at it. Right? That's a crap Right, Chris button. Steininger? That's right, a, guest yeah. Chris Steininger? Hello, yes. That's Steininger? Steininger. Alright, we're gonna get this started. That was a little too loud, but... I like it. <laughs> if it's too loud, you're too old. Oh. <laughs> Get off my lawn. <laughs> Get off my lawn. How do you DVR Matlock? <laughs> What's up, Chris Steininger? Not much, man. I like that tune. Who is that? That is Black Flag. The pups are dogging it. I like that. I wrote them a letter and they said, go, sure, go you can for use it. whatever you want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Wink. Yeah, that's too funny. That Greg Ginn is such a nice guy. He's uh, so voluntary with his. Yeah, it's like, hold on. What's the return address? You want to like the, add it to the Sue list? <laughs> oh, just wait till the end of the show. Oh, great! I'm gonna be sued like crazy. They're gonna come find you. Nah, he's got bigger, bigger troubles. I'd say. So, uh, what's up, man? I haven't seen you in over 20 years, and uh, I put out a, fle- a feeler, a fleeler? A fleeler. A feeler on Facebook, and you said, yes, pick me. I will I drive. I was like, yeah, sure, why not? I'll drive some closed freeways all the way to Pasadena and be on your <laughs> lousy, uh, come, independent... Come back home to the get-down. Yeah. yeah. It's all good, man. It was, yeah. Did you drive by Rayburn and shed a tear for the old alma mater? No, no. No. I Why not, man? I haven't been over here in like three years, so... You're not a sentimental kind of guy? No, I don't even have any of my like yearbooks or anything anymore, which is weird Whoa. because like trying to catch up with people and, and being like, oh, hey, add me. I don't have a point of reference to go back and be like, okay, who is this person? That is weird because I never bought any of that stuff. Well, see, you, yeah. You, and well, I wouldn't mind having it now. Well, yeah, and it's all retrospect because, I mean, no, my mom was like, of course you're going to buy a yearbook. And I did the whole sign the yearbook and all that stuff. But, yeah, no, if it were up to me, I probably would have kept them because, you know, what the heck? I mean, because I know a lot of people 
you know, out there, but I have some people that are like, Hey, remember me? And I'm honest to goodness. Like, no, I have no idea. Like one class in our sophomore year in high school. No, I'm not going to remember you. It's, it's a weird thing. Memory. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I just, just social media in general. It's like Facebook's a great place where like family will block you. Friends ignore you and complete strangers are like, yo, what's up? So that pretty much sums up Facebook right there. It's just, it's really weird. Yeah. For me, Facebook is a constant source for just lousy news. It's like if I cl- if I click on Facebook, I hear that. Mm-hmm. If I click on Facebook, I'm gonna be uh, in Bummertown, <laughs> one way or another. Yeah, something's gonna make that little. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, and and it's I don't like the whole. It's like sex, politics, and religion. It's just because it's in a social forum and it's on the internet or whatever. Yeah. I don't give two flips what your opinion is. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't then. I don't now. It doesn't seem as though it changed any. All I can say is like a lot of people we apparently went to school with uh-huh. have um, found Jesus and become a lot more conservative in their old age. Because I'm just yeah. like, what happened to these people? I know. <laughs> it's weird. I'm like, dude, don't you remember? Okay, maybe not. You, know. you, uh, no, that you did some bad stuff. <laughs> you must have blocked that out because I remember yeah. it's like you were the bad guy. Yeah, it's like you don't recall that. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then the ones it's like if if I see a uh, a profile on there and it's the husband and wife, mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh, isn't that cute? <laughs> Which one of y'all fucked around? <laughs> oh, somebody's in trouble. Yeah, yeah, those are real fun. Like, you were on here two years ago by yourself. What happened? Hmm, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, but <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, I was thinking like five to seven years ago, maybe it would have like, you know, peaked in general, but now it seems like it's all the rage. Like, you can't even watch the news now with like, we want to hear from you. Go to our Facebook page or, you know, hit us up on Twitter. And I'm like, no, <laughs> these people don't need a voice. Get a Get away. You're no. ruining the 24-7 news cycle as it is. You don't need, oh, you know, yeah. John Doe from down the street putting in his two cents. It's just mm. going to piss people off. We'll get into the news. Oh, yeah. I want to hear about what the hell you've been up to because... It's been just a couple be- of decades. Just before the show, you were telling me all these things you were doing, and it sounded pretty crazy. I mean, uh, what'd you do after high school? You went to... Yeah, I... Uh, well, unlike you, um, I tried to stay with art to an extent. Mm-hmm. So, I unlike uh, me, <laughs> no. Well, no, no, no. I, I, you were still doing it. I mean, I'm surrounded by it. As me, I tried to use it as a vehicle to get into school. Oh, okay. And all I went to Sam Houston State, and I was going to do graphic design. Right. And I was like, okay, I got this. Uh-huh. And uh, so I had to, you know, you draw the naked girls, you draw the naked guys, you draw the apples, you draw. And then art history happened. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, shit, because it was hard. We did art history in high school and I took it in after high school and it it sucked. It was it was just as bad. Yeah. If not and, worse. and it was right in line with like a, a low level English or math class. There were a boatload of people in the class, too. So if you were lost, it was like, no. Nah. Like 136, you know, I mean, it wasn't, Mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't a small scale class. And so you'd have to remember like that, you know, that painting behind you or whatever. You'd have to not just know the name of it. You'd have to know the year that it was painted, his motivations, her motivations for doing so. And all. And I was just kind of like, I just want to make cartoons. (laughs) And I was like, I don't, I, Michelangelo's great. 
you know, blue period, blue period. I just want to draw. And there was so much more to it. And, you know, when you're in well, post high school, college, you know, everything and your head's up your own ass. Yeah. So I was like, well, um, so I met a girl. Uh, <clears throat> and my life she, turned into. I thought my life was bad before. Yeah, right. <laughs> bad decision number two. But uh, I met a girl, and she was um, also a graphic design major. And uh-huh. so we basically took all these classes together or whatever. And then, you know, bad breakup. So I did the mature thing and was like, F you. And I changed my major Whoa. to communications. And because I was thinking, I was like, how could I still get the art angle in and not have to see her anymore? So changed majors, uh, Dan Rather School of Communications at Sam Houston State, uh, ran the radio station, uh, made a couple of TV shows, and got a degree uh, in communications, minor in auto engin- uh, audio engineering, mm-hmm. and uh, graduated in August of 2001. So then September <laughs> 11th, 2001 <laughs> happened, wow. and I actually, well, and two weeks prior to that, I had a job interview uh-huh. with a design firm here in Houston that was in the Transco Tower uh-huh. that went out of business on the 12th because they were based in New York. So oh, I never wow. heard anything back. Uh, was unemployed for about probably four to six months. Uh, moved back in with the parents. Win-win. Mm-hmm. Uh, substitute taught at Rayburn, of all places, for about no two shit. and a half. Yeah, yeah, wow. for about two and a half years. Uh, then went over to, oh, I forget the elementary school, but it uh, did ESL at a junior high for a bit. And then I was actually thinking, I was like, you know, I could be a teacher. And so I went to start getting my certification or whatever. But um, the junior high I was teaching at was like, uh, we can't keep you on while you get your certification. You just need to go get it, and then we can hire. I was like, well, forget it then. So bounced around from job to job. Uh, <clears throat> so nine eleven really did affect you? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Wow. Yeah, because I was like, this is awesome. And then they called back, and they're like, um... We have to file for bankruptcy. And I was like, oh, that's a bummer. And then they explained why. And I was like, that's a real bummer. That's crazy. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, went to school to be a firefighter. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> well, d- see, the thing is, and, and listen out there, kids, is a degree <laughs> will open many doors. Yeah. But you, many, have, to, you have to doors. get off your ass to go knock on them. You, it doesn't just happen because I was the arrogant jerk who was going to like IT firms in Austin and, and going downtown Houston. And I had this mindset about myself at the grand old age of 22. Like, you know, you see they're offering you the bottom rung of the ladder as far as employment. Because mm-hmm. uh, I actually I, I put together sports packages for Channel 2 oh, for, nice. for a summer. And that didn't pay anything at all i mean it, it was like 17 five a year it was horrible wow mm-hmm. yeah and it's a real high stress job you gotta you know like hey we need this now and all that it's terrible and i can only imagine what it would be like now but of course a lot of it now is probably a lot more automated than it used to be yeah but um you know bounced around and it was just trying to like find my thing but in the meantime like i hadn't sketched anymore um i got i painted and stuff um i got some of my paintings in in my house where i live now like i have a big gigantic it's a six by six foot i did it when i was at san jack uh junior college uh it's a 
headless uh, Athena statue, mm-hmm. all monochrome gray, and it's uh, stippled and stuff, so it has like a 3D look to it. That's like my pride and joy, but I haven't done anything since then, and I actually was walking by the other day taking laundry upstairs, and I saw like my signature, and it said like 97, and I was just like, my God! <laughs> You know, and and so my kids are starting to doodle and stuff now, and they're uh-huh. like, "Hey, draw this for me, Dad." And I'm like, "God, I suck at this." Because it's one of the, it's, it's like baseball or surfing or anything. If you don't do it, yeah, constantly, mm-hmm. you know, you're gonna suck at it. It's like I, um, I like do half marathons and I run and stuff now, um, and I hurt my Jesus Christ, I hurt, man. I hurt my knees, uh-huh. and so I didn't run for about six months. Uh-huh. And so a friend of mine called me up and he was like, hey, man, want to go around Memorial Park? And I was like, yeah, sure. And uh, I did it and I was fine. But the next day I was like, I'm dying because you can't just like jump right back into it. So because I'm sitting here thinking of, you know, my son's like, here, draw this stuff because he's really into uh, like all the kids now, like the Avengers. And I'm trying to steer him more towards D.C. and stuff, but he's not down with Batman. And I'm like, I was like, Batman's cool because Batman was my guy growing up. Yeah. And um you know, but he's not a big fan of it, so uh, it's all Iron Man, Hulk, stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. um, I used to, like, I used to, when I was into comic books and stuff, I was real big into Spawn and stuff like that. So I would draw Spawn and, and Max and all these ones that probably aren't even around anymore. Mm-hmm. But, and I'm thinking about how I used to draw, and so you have it in your mind and then you draw it and you're like, oh, that's Spawn with down syndrome because it <laughs> looks like shit and i mean but my son's like oh that's awesome and i'm like ah but i just i never kept with it uh-huh. so you know so long story short i the whole art thing just went in the crapper yeah and i mean i have a management job now where i have a staff of people got an office job a desk you know just the atypical kind of like thing and so when i see stuff like what you got going on here and um i have some friends who um do a lot of the art stuff down on westheimer and stuff i'm just Mm kind of like god damn you know i kind of miss it Mm -hmm. but you know hey everything happens for a reason so you know i'm thinking if if i hadn't done what i did i wouldn't be where i am now and i'm i'm loving life so it's good but i like this because you know we can reconnect and stuff but i'm a little envious of your of your uh peter pan collection of toys you've got going on here it's pretty Thanks. rad yeah so. it's all it's all an illusion <laughs> <laughs> it's a hologram so you okay you worked at a radio station yep it was just the school you, radio station you were was, a firefighter for a year and a half you till actually until i broke my shoulder yeah wow, yeah that's crazy broke my shoulder surfing oh wow yeah don't do that well see no. i skateboarded and skating hurts when you fall uh-huh. you're at a skate park and you fall how did you break your shoulder surfing I was on like a 24 foot wave uh-huh. and I came down and it was a left. So that means, and I'm goofy footed. So that means I had to turn right in. So the wave is breaking behind me. So I can't see uh-huh. what's coming. And the lip, it was in Costa Rica. The lip came down uh-huh. and basically I went up and over and it pushed me underwater. So unlike Galveston, because I love it. I tell people I surf and they're like, ew, where? And I'm like, not here. <laughs> so, but um, what happened was the wave pushed me underwater, but in Costa Rica, you go out into water about 25 feet out. Whereas here you would be up to your nips there. It's overhead, Mm. but there was a sandbar Mm. with coral in it, which was making the waves jack up even higher, which, because if you went out further past that, they were like head high tops, but we started surfing the, the, the lip and, um, one of them pushed out too much and it basically, I went up and over. And then when it pushed me underwater, it pushed me right into the sandbar and stuff. So my shoulder got stuck in between, 
a piece of coral. And by the time I had pulled on my leash or whatever, I'd already rolled over. So then, you know, you're all high on adrenaline or whatever. So I'm all paddling in. And I'm like, oh, that's, oh, gee, I'm going to have to work that out. And I got in, I got into the um, shore or whatever. And my friends were like, yeah, my friends were like, uh, dude. And I'm like, what? And I reached back or whatever. And it was bone. And then I just did the <gasps> and passed out. It was a bone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My shoulder popped out. The bone popped out of your skin? Yeah, like right back there. I got a big old... What yeah, the big old, yeah, yeah, it was Yeah, it was crazy. Jesus Christ, man. But I was like, like, when I was a kid, man, I used to like... My grandma used to live across the street, literally. Uh-huh. I'd be in my room and see like my grandparents coming across the street. And I'd be like, ah, shit. But I was like coming from my grandma's house once, and I was hauling ass through my neighbor's yard, uh-huh. and she had an old oak tree that they had cut down. Uh-huh. And I'm flying, because my mom's like, you know, back in the day, like, be home before it gets dark. You know, that whole thing. So I'm busting it. And I stubbed my big right toe on the tree stump uh-huh. and I'm just hauling ass into the house and I'm in the kitchen getting my food or whatever and my mom is like you know oh my god and she looks down and I was like what and I look down and like my big toenail is just like completely bent back and it's just like Bish! I'm, I was a klutz but I was also like uh, a not self-aware klutz uh-huh. so and it's like that kind of thing you don't notice the pain until it, oh crap you know and then it started to hurt yeah and the same thing happened to me when i was like skateboarding and stuff i would bang myself up in my next door neighbor's backyard because his dad was badass he built an eight foot half pipe in his backyard because uh-huh. you used to be able to do that kind of shit around here and now you can't um made us all sign waivers and everything you hurt yourself <laughs> it's your parents fault you know so i mean i almost hung you know the the chain link fences and shit yeah i almost hung myself on those a couple times and i don't know how i'm sitting here today <laughs> I actually had that conversation with my wife the other day, just yes. talking about like the dumb stuff you do as a kid. And I was like, yeah, I probably could have died a couple times, but eh. mm. it's not, it's not but as easy what... to kill somebody as you think it is. Well, no, now, now <laughs> I it's mean, all, you got your shoulder broken out of your skin. Yeah. So. But I mean, now it's all about helicopter parenting and crap. I mean, we came oh, up, yeah. no, we no, came no. up with the whole like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like two blocks away and just go right on your bike or your skateboard down to little Johnny's house. And then. Because I, dude, if these were around, I'm holding up my cell phone. If these were around when I was a kid, uh-huh. oh, Jesus. The whole, like, call me when you get there. There was no proof at all whatsoever where you were actually, you were where you were supposed to be. Right. Now it's all caller ID and stuff. I, man, I'd be in a whole lot of trouble. Yeah. I, I kind of blame the media for, well, people are a lot more aware of the bad shit that's going on around them. So it and seems like that's everywhere well and as when it's some, not really correct. and as somebody who studied media and was told from day one it's so if it bleeds it leads yeah yeah and that's part of the reason why like uh i have my son is six and my daughter is four one of the worst things for them to actually watch like my wife will watch hannibal mm-hmm. with the kids like out and around not like sitting down watching tv uh-huh. but you know, we know what to watch in front of the kids and whatnot. But local news is some of the worst. National news, not so bad. Yeah. Local news is always like, you know, like, oh, man found dead in his backyard. You know, toddler strangled. And I'm like, my God. Because then you have to explain, like, Daddy, why is the baby dead? Well, go, get, um, uh, go get you some water. I'll be, you know, and it's just like, oh, it's Get so, you some water. Yeah, yeah, it's like, why is the baby dead? Go get you some water. Yeah, that's, that's parenting 101. Yeah. 
Why is the baby dead? You're thirsty. Get out of here. <laughs> because you yeah. because you don't Why did that man shoot that lion? Uh because get you, don't you hydrate. Get, you, get you some Gatorade. This is gonna be all a long anim- one. All animals yeah. die because you're not hydrated. Yeah, pretty much. If you don't drink, then nature doesn't survive. <laughs> That's deep, Dad. Yeah. But it oh, you know, it's just it's terrible because it's like they don't censor anything anymore. I mean, like when yeah. we were kids, it was very now it's just like oh, I, th- I actually I think that the local news is just a big cock tease for weather because when we were kids, it was literally like news, weather, is the weather story. sports, and now it's like you know, oh, there may be a break in some of this heat more in seven minutes, and yeah. I'm like, what? Just do it. I, <laughs> fuck you. I'm getting on my phone. I'll find out on yeah, my own. Yeah. I don't need this. Yeah. yeah. So that that I th- but that's another thing too is just the gimme 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 gimme. What are they going to do when all the old people die? You know? CBS isn't going to be in some deep shit. Yeah. Their target demo is like 35 <laughs> to 64. So, yeah. I, but that, I'm, my parents are the reason why NCIS and all its damn spinoffs are still on TV. Well, dude, my granddad was just in like a nursing facility. Mm-hmm. All old people were there. It mm-hmm. was like late 70s to 90s, you know? Oh, my wow. granddad's 90. Right so, on. Uh, I would walk down the hall to his room and I'd be looking, you know, everybody would have the news on TV. That's all that ever played in that place. Well, like it. Yeah. And, and it like, was their choice. They had a remote control. But it's all the same Every channel. one of them. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. not not the same channel. But all the news. Yeah. It was all news. Yeah. Because like uh, when I go through the cafeteria at work, it's, you know, there's like five TVs and they're all set to like, you know, Fox. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> You know, and if someone tries to change it, it's like, hey, hey, what are you doing? No, put that back. And I'm like, oh, you know what okay. time it is. It's like, I don't want to watch Shep Smith. <laughs> <laughs> and he's the most liberal one of the bunch. Oh, that should be a meme. I don't want to watch Shep Smith. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you also worked at GameStop. Yeah. And you. That was a dark period. Just in my sitting life. here for five minutes talking about GameStop just horrified me. <laughs> well,. Have you ever worked any retail? Uh, briefly, yeah. Yeah. Um, at a school art store, <laughs> art supply store. Oh, wow. Right on. Yeah. Oh, well, at least they were kind of, they were probably a little more forgiving than I want my video a, games. It was a fun game. Yeah. Fun, uh, fun, uh, fun job. We, uh, no, I was just a district manager for GameStop and having the job, I was like, okay, this is cool. I mean, I was at an age to where I was still like playing video games a lot and stuff. So Mm -hmm. I was always thinking like, you know, Hey, this is, you know, pretty cool. And then when the retail aspect of it came around to, you know, Oh, that lady who, cause, cause GameStop is nothing but an electronic pawn shop. Yes. And, uh, when I I was, I did, I did uh, realize that <laughs> whenever, they, they, whenever I went in there. They are the equivalent of um, an electronic pawn shop. So when I was running one of the stores that was over off of, uh, it used to be by Almeda Mall. I don't think it's there anymore because it got knocked over too much, which should be a clue. Um, <clears throat> that was back when you could actually like sell back DVDs and stuff, too. They stopped doing that. Right. The reason why they stopped doing that was because... If you notice where all GameStops are located, they're either in the belly of a Walmart, a Sam's, a Target, something like that, because they want to leech off of that crowd. Right. And and some of Buffalo Wild Wings, too. I don't know what's up with that. <laughs> like, like, big retail. I'm so full. Let's walk this <laughs> off in the GameStop. Yeah, hey. 
go get you no know, no what they do is mom and dad want to go get shit faced at Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, so they drop the kids off at yeah, the game yeah, stops yeah. so they can sense. play in the kiosks and that go get schnookered sense. and then they come back and they're like Hey, where's Tommy? And I'm like, uh he left out of here like ten minutes ago. <laughs> you weren't watching him? I'm like, This isn't a daycare asshole. Yeah. It's your kid, you should pay attention. But uh what that happened is with the DVDs, people would go into Walmart and go into Target and they would steal the DVDs from Walmart and Target, and then they'd come to us, and then they would buy them. We would buy them back. Oh wow! Sight unseen. I mean, I'd be like, "These training day. Hmm, this isn't even opened, and there's four of them. This is suspect." Did company policy, man? Just just give them the money. Uh, yeah. And what you do is you cut it open, you pop it open, you take the DVD out, you put it back in. Now it's been opened. Then you buy it back. And so they stopped doing that wow. because yeah. Because someone up the chain who you think would have figured this out a long time ago was like, by us buying back the amount of stuff that we are, we have a lot of money on site. And our stores in lower area, impoverished areas, sure are getting knocked over a lot. Uh So they they cut a whole lot of stuff out. But I I was reading a report the other day that was saying that between the two, I didn't know this because there's one right across the street from my house, but apparently Best Buy is in a whole lot of trouble. Really? Financially, like they're, I haven't been in one in ages uh, because between them and Circuit City, uh-huh. it was like feast or famine. You go into a Circuit City, you wouldn't get left alone because those dudes worked on commission. Right. They went under. You go into a Best Buy and you genuinely need help. You find somebody and they're like, oh, it's not my department. You know, it's yeah. like, okay, well, could you, uh, it's an iPad. <laughs> Could you help a brother out? I just... I, can uh, you... Yeah, I'm in car audio. Y'all have car audio? What the <laughs> fuck? Why are you way over here? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But apparently Best Buy is in a lot of trouble because their, um, their sales model now is when you walk in, they'll have a Samsung area. They'll have an Apple area. They have this... Mag- like over where I'm at, they have this friggin' Magnolia area where they have these obscene TVs and these obscene uh, you know, entertainment systems that cost as much as my car. And, you know, their bread and butter apparently now is all of their appliances. But the problem is, do you remember Blockbuster Music? Yes. You remember what Blockbuster Music used to do? You could go in, you could listen to whatever you wanted, and then Mm -hmm. you could buy. Right. That's what put Best Buy on the map. People would go into Blockbuster Music, they would listen to the CDs, and then they would go to Best Best Buy buy and buy them because they were cheaper. So oh. now, basically, Best Buy is getting Best Buyed by Amazon. People are going to Best Buy, putting their hands on these things, going, That's what I do hey, everywhere. this stuff is great. And then yeah. they go home and they buy it via Amazon. Yeah. Oh, I just found an app the other day on my phone called Instacart. Uh-huh. I don't have to go to the grocery store ever again. It's friggin' awesome. Wow. They deliver everything to your house. You put in your zip code. They deliver everything to your house. You tip 10%, whatever it is that your total grocery bill is, and then pay the two ninety nine service charge, and you're good to go. Wow. Yeah. I mean, have you? when was the last time you ordered a pizza? It's been a while. There's, Maybe a month. There's, there's, <laughs> we, I have kids. We get it. My wife will be home. She's like, fuck the diet. I'm hungry. I want a pizza. I'm like, okay. They, all of this whole like, oh, your wife has a very deep voice. Yeah. <laughs> I married up. Fuck the diet. <laughs> yeah. All right. Go ahead. But <laughs> it's a man. No, but uh, we'll order. I a have pizza. connections. We can, <laughs> we can adopt children. <laughs> Come to the bedroom. I need to speak to you. <laughs> but we uh, we'll order a pizza, 
and dole out the NyQuil. I'm feeling frisky. <laughs> Put the kids to bed. <laughs> but uh, Put the kids to sleep. <laughs> Put the dog in the closet. <laughs> but the, uh, the pizzas are crappier now than they were. Yeah. Because we were actually talking the other day. When was the last time you heard 30 minutes or it was free? Apparently now, when I've got a pizza joint two blocks from my house, it'll be there in 45 minutes. It's a Tuesday. It's 6.30. How busy are you? Mm-hmm. And then they show up because... Did you ever deliver pizzas? No. No. See, I had some buddies who did. That's the one, one of the few things I never did. And they lived off of tips. Now there's like a delivery charge for that because people don't tip. Hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really crazy because like when I was in college and stuff and I was a bartender... You, yeah, people don't understand. You live off How of many t- fucking jobs have you had, It's been man. 20 Come years. Like, I don't know, like 10? I've had like four the my whole life. The very first job I ever had was the Whataburger on Fairmont. Uh-huh. Yeah, I ate a lot of that shit. That was back in the day when uh, they sold fajitas and stuff. Uh-huh. Me and Brian Lizenby, man, we tore that place up. That was, that was some good times. Brian Lizenby. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was, a, he was a good guy. Got me into Nine Inch Nails. Why does that sound familiar? He graduated the same year we did. He was 96. What does that guy look like? Now? I have no idea. He's not one of the Facebookers. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> Sounds really familiar. Yeah. Oh, a bunch of them are. They're coming out of the woodwork. But. So, you worked at GameStop during the uh, Katrina situation. Yes. And what happened? Well, um... That was the gruesome <clears throat> stuff that you were telling me it about. Was, it's bad, and, you know, it was my... Dad likes to call me a liberal commie pinko. Um, I understand. That's aggressive. <laughs> Tough love. That's aggressive, Dad. Come yeah, on. Like, Throttle it back a little, yeah, will you? Chill, man. <laughs> uh, well, no, my dad was an HPD officer, so growing up as a kid, uh, everywhere uh, was a bad part of town. Okay. Yeah, he'd call me. Yeah, Where yeah. are you? Oh, I'm at uh, Westheimer and Montrose. You need to get on home. That's a bad part of town. <laughs> He called me the other day. Where are you? I'm over on uh, West Gray. Mm, that's kind of a bad part of town. Dad, it's gentrified. What's oh, this? I hear man. you're going to Washington Avenue. What the hell would you want to do over there? There's eateries. <laughs> what is it, all soul food? So he's retired. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, everywhere's still a bad part of town. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. But no, um... My my problem with the uh, Katrina piece was, I mean, I have no problem. Okay, they all came here. I understand that. The issue we had was there was no uh, financial limitations on the debit cards that they were given. So we as, an, we as a company could determine whether or not we were going to sell to people. So I literally had lines out the door because I it's foggy, but I was there for the ps2 to ps3 transition and the xbox to xbox 360 transition so that was the last time i was into video games so i'm obviously a generation behind but um the issue was they would come in and they would just want to buy buku's i mean i'm talking like hundreds of dollars if not sometimes thousands of dollars of video games using this card and we were of course telling them no and some of them got very upset some of them got violent. I broke up family fights. I broke up, um, I was here first. No, mine, 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 mine fights. Uh, had to steer people out of the parking lot because they would loiter because one of my employees 
would uh, tell them no, so they would hang out in the parking lot, or they'd go down to the Buffalo Wild Wings and have a few, and then come back around closing time because they'd want to have a talk with some of my employees. So we'd have to like swing back around and be like, go out the back of the store, and we'd literally lock up the store through the back and have to exit out through the back because there would be gates back there to where they wouldn't be able to come in. And that, that some of my employees got followed in their you know home in their cars and stuff. It was. It was wow. it was crazy, and um, you know I, I was I'm sympathetic to the cause in the sense that you know you take a whole bunch of people who had a whole lot of nothing, and they lose what little it is that they did have, and then you proceed to then give them more than they've probably ever had in their life on this one magic plastic card with no retribution or no, they're never going to have to pay that back or whatever. So mm-hmm. no wonder they went hog wild. Yeah. It would be like us playing the scratch off or something and be like, like holy shit, $5,000. Well, mm-hmm. I could really use that $5,000 right now. We have our own reasons and what we would use that $5,000 for. But when you go and give that to somebody who's never even had that, to, you know, who, who's never rubbed two nickels together, they are financially not going to know what to do with it. Yeah. So it, it came across as, uh, you know, well, why do you don't want us to have our stuff? And I was like, oh, crap. Because I had... A multicultural stores and i'm like but then you know they see me coming yeah and and i you know me i'm not mr steininger is a white man oh yeah yeah Yeah. thanks (laughs) so yeah but i mean and then they see me coming and i'm just like the you know the racist asshole and i'm like man sucks yeah you know but then you pull some of them aside let them calm down explain to them what's going on you know that kind of thing but they found loopholes they would just go pull the money out because it was a debit card. They would just oh, go yeah. to a machine, physically pull the money out, and then come in with cash. I can't tell them no. Right. So it was just morally kind of ambiguous. I'm just kind of like, this is really weird. You know, and then um, the uh, the way I got into the job I'm in now, uh, being the uh, supervisor at MD Anderson, was uh, the next, next door over to one of my stores was a Ben & Jerry's. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy who ran that place got into MD. He and I befriended each other for probably about three years or so. Uh, ironically, because I went in to get some ice cream or whatever, and I was wearing a Boston Red Sox hat. And um, it's Bay Area Boulevard. It's it's completely like, oh, God, it's so bright. And so I go into this uh, Ben & Jerry's, all nice and cool, and the light's very dim or whatever. But, you know, when you come from very bright into very dark, I couldn't see a thing. So I'm yeah. all like... <laughs> trying to let my eyes, trying to let my eyes adjust. Yeah. And I just hear from the back of, and I know the girl that works there. Her name was Ashley. I'm from the back. We don't serve your kind here. Get out. And I was like, <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the only guy in the place. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what the hell? And so I see this like face just materialize out of nowhere as my eyes are adjusting. And he's wearing a Yankees hat. Uh-huh. And I was just kind of like the hell and it, it turns out ashley the girl that works there uh-huh. it was her dad and he owned the joint uh, so we befriended each other through his daughter and and became really good baseball rival yeah basically <laughs> he's like what the hell are you wearing a red Sox hat for man don't you know they suck and i'm like i'm actually an astros fan i just have <laughs> this because my dad got it for me but um and i'm a glutton for punishment so i have to like teams that suck nice. but um you know he and I became really good friends and he got in at MD Anderson. And so he brought me aboard too. And I've been there since Oh six. And, um, it's probably like the, I guess, air quotes, realist job Mm -hmm. I've ever had because I had to like, there's a lot of like cultural norms and, you know, it's not as freeloading and carefree as 
selling video games. Because I was like, man, I'm making these kids days, man. Their mom and dad's going to buy them an Xbox, and I'm the cool guy. Now I'm like, holy crap, man. These kids, like, could die. These people are, these at MD Anderson, it's like, I'm just surrounded oh, by, oh. it's like, now I see kids that, like, you know, when I take them the supplies they need and my staff does all the stuff they're supposed to do it's like i thought i had a really important position before now i'm just like hmm you know it kind of gives you some perspective when you but, said that i thought you meant because kids are playing for like 24 hours <laughs> yeah. straight and no it's not taiwan over. no it's okay. not a taiwanese okay. coffee shop <laughs> wow yeah no it's not that that well, would be nuts i'm glad your your new job is f- uh fulfilling yeah it gets the it pays the bills it affords me the lifestyle that i live so yeah. i like it so that's it's cool. nice because that's that that was what really i guess drew me out of um the whole bit was like you know it's it's at the end of the day it's just a job if you're passionate about something you can still maintain and be passionate about whatever it is if you're lucky enough to be able to have that be your job aces to you but most of us hey we're just schlubs who do what we got to do so we can then go home and do what we want to do all right so it works cool uh, i'm gonna take a break real quick because I need some water. Mm. Okay. And we're back. You want to do some current events, dude? Sure. Ooh, what? <laughs> this is Tom Brokaw. <laughs> this is new. I like that. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> this is great. I should be going into like a telephone booth and changing into like a leotard. Oh, nice. That's crazy. Uh, Superman. Yeah. Um, fuck. News. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was. Uh, rest in peace, Rowdy Roddy Piper. That's the third. Holy shit. Huh? The third. He's the third, wasn't Because the warrior died when he was, what, 59? And then there was also... Somebody else just died, though. Yeah. And then, like, but the thing is, is Hulk Hogan's perfectly fine that being a piece walking of piece of shit. <laughs> it's like, I don't get it. It's like, you can, man. You can bleach a piece of shit, but he's still a piece <laughs> of shit. No kidding. It's like the other day on Facebook, I posted that picture of him and Donald Trump shaking hands from oh, like God. 1984. And I was like, what year is it again? Nice. But no, I did. Heart attack. But you know... When you're on a road diet uh-huh. and you're getting the shit kicked out of you, because I, I understand that it's male theater and wrestling's fake and stuff, the stuff still hurts. Yeah. Because when I was in college, um, don't tell nobody, I was in one of those fraternity things, mm-hmm. and we would do wrestling nights and stuff, and um, we would have a mat out and the whole bit, <laughs> and getting souflexed hurts. Souflexed like a souffle? <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, Suplex. that's the ticket. <laughs> hey, it was all a, I, I jumped over a bonfire. I mean, we just did, it, we were like jackass before jackass existed. Right, right. We were more of the ECW. Yeah, no, the backyard stuff. <laughs> no, no, we tried no to keep it. And, no, 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 no. Like, uh, we clothesline each other and stuff. But no, when you're being picked up by a guy who's 6'2", and then just kind of even just thrown... Yeah, it hurts. So when these guys are getting hit by chairs, and uh, it, like... Now, what's that guy's... The show? That guy's like a house with teeth. I would think anything that that guy would do would hurt. So when you're probably hopped up on steroids and you're partying with cocaine, having a, you know, heart attack at the age of 62 is probably, you know, not out of the realm of possibility. Right. 
you know. Well, he, yeah, yeah. Because he, he acted more. Yeah, he, he'd, he'd been out of the game for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hadn't wrestled in, like, I want to say, like, five years or more. Yeah, but even at that age, that's a lot on your body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he had been living in L.A. Uh, doing, like, he was learning stage presence mm-hmm. at, at the comedy store. He was doing, like... Uh, was he doing stand-up? Uh, he was doing, like, storyteller-type oh, things to okay. where he could... You know, get his get his thing down on stage so he can tour oh. and tell stories at comedy clubs. <laughs> this is the Moth with Rowdy Roddy Piper. <laughs> oh, wait a minute! <laughs> and he that, had he had a podcast that cool. was pretty good uh, called uh, Piper's Pit Podcast. I think it was what it was called. Okay, and it was pretty entertaining. I heard uh, him. He was on CM Punk's a oh, while yeah. back, and, yeah. and and it was a real. I mean, when you hear about, like, the lifestyle that they lived and the stuff that they did and stuff. And um, I forget his name, but he's the wrestler who uh, he's retired to. He He's helping a lot of these guys out. He does yoga. Oh, Diamond Dallas Page. Him, yeah, DDP. D- DDP yoga is yeah, what he's doing. Yeah. yeah, and I saw a Real Sports with Bryant Gumbel piece on him and his lot probably about a year or so ago. And... You know, he's helping turn a lot of them around, but they were mentioning, like, that substance abuse is a problem and, yeah. and things like that. So I can't imagine that, you know, that's There's only easy... so much you can do when you're on the road, I guess, huh? Yeah. Um, yeah it's rough. Very, very unfortunate. Uh, I mean, from his podcast, you could tell he was genuinely a good guy. Mm-hmm. You know, and he talked about his family all the time. And yep. the reason he was still working was so that he could put his kids through college and that's pretty much it yeah I mean, did you ever see the documentary that mankind did about the santa clauses uh-uh. it's on netflix um and it's called the real santa claus uh-huh. and it's uh he because he himself does it he plays santa claus for his family but what he did was he wanted to chronicle basically what uh mall santas and uh uh, Santa characters do the other 364 days of the year oh, or wow. whatever. Yeah. And he really went into a lot of like what he, you know, cause his mankind character, when people see him, they still associate him as that pain. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, just, I'm going to drive some nails into my face and I'm going to hit myself with a two by four. You, you fell off a 40 foot cage. And y- yeah. Your teeth uh, fly out of your head. Yeah. <laughs> That looked painful. So, because he's done a lot of stuff, too, outside of that. But when that, and it, it's kind of a mirror of that. It's the fact that it doesn't matter how far removed from something mm-hmm. you are, if that's what you're always associated with, or with that, like type being a an actor who's always typecast as something. It's like, it right. doesn't matter. It's like, oh, there's so-and-so, and they're just going to always be, like um, the guy who was in Lord of the Rings, Frodo. He yeah. had a really hard time coming out of that trilogy, being like, well, "I want to do some other stuff." Because, and the you know kid who plays Harry Potter, I want to do some other stuff. People see them and they associate them with that and only that. Right. And that's what this documentary is talking about: is the fact that like you know um, I'm mankind. I do play a Santa. People still think I'm just mankind. And these Santas are from small towns, or they're from you know, rural areas where they try to live their life day to day, but they have kids coming up to them in the middle of July wanting their picture taken with Santa because they have to keep up this mythos throughout the entire year that they live amongst 
to everybody, and it, it's fascinating. What? Wow. Yeah. yeah. So that I mean, sounds crazy. It's, it's it's actually really really good, but it really goes into kind of like the you know personal lives and 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 privatization of public people. Was Piper in it? Uh, yeah, he was. I want to say he was interviewed. And it, I think yeah, there were there were a handful of guys because it kind of just juxtap- it juxtaposes between the Santas and wrestling. I mean, it, it's a kind of a mishmash, but it was it was it was really good. Hmm. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it was really good. I'm gonna check that out. Yeah, quite quite good. Um, you heard it here first. So you were <laughs> uh, you were talking about um, some guy was trying to shoot an armadillo. Oh yeah, it was on my Twitter feed. Um, uh, and he actually ricocheted. The, the, yes. Did he miss the armadillo? No, he shot it oh, okay. in the ass, and whatever it was he shot it with wasn't strong enough apparently to puncture the hide of the <laughs> oh, no. said armadillo, and it came back and hit him in the face. I don't know the status of the guy, but apparently the armadillo is just fine. So Ricky Gervais what? posted it. Yeah. Because oh, you know Ricky Gervais is all yeah. you know like I'm gonna jump on a cause for just jumping on a cause right so now he because he was really upset about um the lion uh-huh so cecil he, the lion cecil yeah so that's another news <clears throat> point uh now, so this dentist shot this lion yeah apparently it was against the law because now zimbabwe is trying to get him yeah there's yeah there is, there's a price on his head um but according to the dentist and just to air on i'll be the devil's advocate or whatever okay <clears throat> Most people who hunt big game and stuff like that uh, know what the heck they're doing. Mm-hmm. And this guy's claiming that he thought it was legit. But then everybody's rebuttal, and I'm right there with this rebuttal, is it's a lion. Yeah. Why do you got to be shooting a lion to begin with? Did you see Jimmy Kimmel? Yeah, he yeah, was, he was Jimmy, upset about yeah, it. Yeah, very much so. Um, I don't know why. But... Um, I just think the the public outcry and stuff like that, uh, that's okay. But it's like what we were talking about earlier. It's because it's in the social media. It's like... Well, when it's really interesting. When a story like this comes out and there's so much outrage about it, there's also a pushback. It Mm -hmm. might not be as significant, but just the fact that there's so much diversity Mm -hmm. (laughs) on uh, social media, it's, it's... mind i mean it, it it's not mind-boggling but it really makes you think like there's a lot of different people in the world and you kind of have to step respect out of your, yeah. that yeah. Step other people have other opinions right. i mean it's not it's not black and white no it's the subjectivity of the situation at hand because like myself i grew up um in a house full of guns uh, right. having a dad who was a police officer and also an nra member and a hunter he hunted ducks and he hunted deer and um i grew up doing uh hunting deer which is boring as shit (laughs) um duck hunt with my father-in-law now still some not as boring but doesn't really do it for me but i understand the conservation aspect and i understand the 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 want of wanting to do that and i that's fine um but the thing is is like the sea shepherds Mm -hmm. the guys that you know intercept the boats that because the whaling whaling and all that stuff there's a bigger scope and there's a greater good to the one little okay so cecil died that's that's sad but the bigger picture is you need to look into the actual thing that that dentist signed up for 
Right. Why is that being allowed to occur? What are the ramifications of that? Like there was a hunter uh, here in Texas, I want to say a couple years ago, who uh, if you go out, because we live in a, the fourth largest city in America, a very metropolitan area. Texas is a very diverse state. You just head out I-10 West for a minute or go up I-45 North for a minute, you gets really rural pretty quick. Yeah. And I, you know, we had a lease on, in, in Buffalo, which is north of Madisonville. And if you keep going, there are uh, specialty leases where they will have fences that are 20 feet tall. Mm-hmm. And it looks like a prison because there'll be barbed wire on both sides. Basically, what they'll do is they will bring in uh, wildebeest. Yeah, and they'll bring in. Yeah, and they'll giraffes. bring. Yeah, they'll bring in. Uh, you know, animals that are akin to that type of climate and nature, right. and let you hunt them in the middle of Texas. Yeah, I don't agree with that at all whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, thinning of herds and things like that. Hey, if that's what if that's what you're going to do, then so be it. But. Mm-hmm. You know, just to have some social media public outcry, nothing's going to come of it. I mean, okay, so you're going to extradite the guy back, then what? Well, the diversity of opinions has educated me on, because I'm always, playing in my mind, playing devil's advocate. I might not yeah. agree with any of that stuff, but mm-hmm. it is interesting that there's something else going on that I wasn't aware of. Like, uh... When they do the canned hunts, canned hunts yes, in Africa, exactly, uh-huh. they're they're actually, I mean, these guys are paying tens of thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. In Africa, that money goes a long way. Yes, it does into conservation. Mm-hmm. I mean, that hires a squad of guys to guard the last living fucking rhinoceros. Correct. You know, yeah, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you know killing. A giraffe out of, you know, 50,000 giraffes isn't for no reason. Right. It's, it's feeding people. It's paying for conservation efforts to to go against poaching. You know, it's right. guarding elephants and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't aware of that until this uh, blonde cheerleader-looking girl was killing animals oh, in africa the, yeah mm-hmm. uh i think what she killed a giraffe or something yeah that was extremely old and was holding up the rest of the herd yeah and that it, yeah i and, remember that and they pick these these targets out because they're not breeding quality anymore right and you know there's just too many of them maybe or maybe they're fighting with the dominant uh, animal or you know maybe they're injuring other animals yep. you know trying to trying to uh, get on top of the uh, herd. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know... But the thing is, you you, you read the... You hear the news and stuff, and, and it's kind of one-sided, and, and you never hear that kind of stuff. No. Uh, I don't agree with it. I just fucking get all humans out of natural habitat, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, but, you know... People are going to do what they're going to do, and yeah, because there's I, a lot more to it than somebody just wanting to kill something. And yeah, there's a lot of people out there now that I mean, you know, I have friends that are like vegan and and yeah. and, and stuff like that, and and they're like, well, we've evolved as a species; we don't need to kill Mother yeah. Nature and, and things like that. And I was like, that's a little too granola for my taste, you know. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> because 
even even friends and people I know that uh, have no problem getting down on some fried chicken or a McDonald's hamburger, mm-hmm. you know, they'll be like, oh, the travesty. And it's like, well, you know, is it because the animal that was killed was cute? Like, there's another thing out now where I forget where it is, but I want to say Mexico or somewhere where there's a crap load of feral cats. Yeah. And they're That's... about to green light the hunting of feral cats. And so, of course, the thumbnail picture of that is a cat that's in a cat bed in a Petco ad. And I'm like, uh-huh. that's not the same thing. That's not the a fer- fucking same no, thing. No, a pack of feral cats <laughs> will, will want to kill you will, and eat will your shred, eyeballs Will out. shred your child. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the, this whole, you know, clickbait, yeah, basically... Yeah. Uh, one-sided, you know, heavy-handed debates and clickbait is what feeds all this crap. And then it takes true digging and looking to, like, really find, like, the aspects of the story like you discovered. Right. Because a lot of people will just get their news from one source and be like, oh, well, that's the gospel according to, you know, Shep Smith. You know, and then that's it. And you can't can't blame people because that, that... The point of view I'm experiencing takes research. Right. Most people don't have time for that. No, they don't. Most people don't have the inclination to do research. They just want the information. Yeah. And, and then, you're not going to get it if if somebody's spoon feeding it to well, you. Well, right. And then we're not in the day and age of like, you know, Dan Rather, Ron, you know, Cronkite or any of these guys anymore to where it was just like, hey, the news comes on here. If you don't catch it here, then you're not going to catch it at all. Right. There was none of this. You know, twenty four seven news because twenty four seven. You got to watch sixty minutes to get it balanced. <laughs> yeah, I'm Andy Rooney, and I'm going to complain about some <laughs> stupid shit for fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. you know, it, the news in and of itself has been ruined by a twenty four seven news cycle, right? And I think it's ruined sports too. Um, it's definitely ruined the weather. <laughs> yeah. The weather will take up freaking. But but like for seventy five percent of the show, you know, hot button topic. You know, yeah. cops shooting people of color. Yeah. Happening a lot. But guess what? It's and always been happening. It's Yes, it's but, always happened. You don't need body cams. And, and you know, I, I subscribe to Vice. I subscribe to a lot of left-leaning, uh, you know, news sources. Mm-hmm. And I balance that out with some really right ones to kind of, like, you know, see, okay, well, these nutters are talking about this. Oh, well, these nutters over here are talking about the same type thing, but just in the other direction. You know what that helps, though? When you when you listen to the left and then you look at the right, you're it's very likely you're going to be able to shoot holes in both. In of both, them. you totally it's, can. It's so cr- and it's and, crazy. And you know, and as a you know a son of a, a a police officer, it just this whole like let's just oh they're all bad. Mm-hmm. No, they're not. There's some pieces of shit out there. Yeah, but guess what? There's, you know, probably some pieces of shit like garbage guys, too. Uh-huh. My garbage guys are friggin' awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but I've seen some garbage guys get pissed at, you know, trash cans and uproot a mailbox because they're just friggin' tired of, you know, dumping trash, you uh-huh. know? So, and, and, but, and I understand. You're going to inconvenience me? Yeah. I'll inconvenience you. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this crap's too heavy. <laughs> I'm throwing away your mailbox, too. <laughs> but I am also of the mindset that. Like you would hope politicians, um, people in power, cops. I, that's another thing, too. I've grown up as a kid. Calling a police officer a cop used to be derogatory. Yeah. But then that TV show happened. What TV show? Cops. Oh. And that, <laughs> <laughs> that one. 
And then it became the all, TV show. The, t- yeah, the reality show of all reality shows. Fuck yeah. the Kardashians. That stuff was good. Yeah. But but even that, you know, it's like, oh, it's like, oh, anytime you pull over, a, you know, a black guy, some bad shit's going to happen. No. No. What about all the other thousands of times you pull over but people and, and nothing happens? How long was Cops on the Air? Well, it's still in syndication now, but... But you see from the beginning of Cops to the end of Cops... The transition, yes, no, yeah, no, demographically it did, because that used to, oh man, Cooter beat up his girlfriend, (laughs) and they go chasing his ass through someone's backyard, and by the end of it, they're like, thinking, you know, drugs are being planted on people. Yeah, there's dirty cops, yeah, there's dirty departments, but um, they're not all bad, but what I hate is now, like, the Tamir Rice, the, they're just just like, oh, they're shooting everybody, the lady who hung herself. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, up in Montgomery County or wherever the hell it was. It's just nuts. And so then the counterbalance I'm seeing in the media is, oh, look, there was this man trying to mow his yard in a wheelchair. So this cop came to his rescue and mowed his whole yard. Or this this kid had a birthday party and no one came to it. So this whole fleet of cops came and threw this kid a birthday party. And That's 90% like, of one, 10 of the to, other. Yeah, though, right. You know? So it's like... There's no real counterbalance No, it's like, you know, my dad would probably be the first to tell you that the life of a cop is really friggin' boring. There's a whole lot of nothing. Well, even even when you are dealing with the shit of the shit every Mm -hmm. day, that's got to get boring. Well, and I think that's where a lot of... You probably um, won't, don't get a charge unless you're getting shot at after well, 10 years yeah, of the right. same thing. And, and the thing is, is you're, you're there to serve and protect. So if it's boring, that's good. Because... I got a story. I got a story of oh, a cop. Okay. <laughs> this, this is me looking back on it. Uh, but at the time, I thought, you know, hey, you know, it's, this is fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. I flipped my car. My car was in a ditch, like oh. eight feet down, on on its roof. Holy crap! With me inside, buckled up. Oh, you know, right. I got pulled out by some dudes. <coughs> Did and, you run uh, off the road or something? Uh, it's kind of weird. Was, was there an apparition in the road? <laughs> oh my god! There was a. Uh, <laughs> but this lady. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Pulled out in front of me when she had the uh, yield sign. Oh. And uh so, you know, I knew I wasn't going to be able to stop in time, so I I zipped around her and uh spun out. Where hit was the curb. Where was this? It was in Pearland. Oh, okay. Right right uh right by the beltway. Oh. And uh hit the curb and f- just tossed my my explorer on its roof Oof. down inside of a ditch. That's no bueno. Like the uh, the record driver pulled it out and he was like, "Oh, see that big dent right there? Usually, there's a lot of blood right there." <laughs> I was like, "Fuck." <laughs> okay. Like, well, well, at least I have that going yeah, for me. That's that's good. But anyway, where the cop was concerned, my adrenaline was going so hard, my hands were shaking. Oh. Uh, this cop pulled up onto the scene. He just pulls out his. <laughs> This fucking paperwork and started filling it out, asking me what my name was. Oh. His demeanor was like so. It was like at a one, <laughs> you know. Mine was at a ten. I well, was he's like, there to calm you down. Well, he just didn't give a shit. Oh like, yeah, no, he's probably just, just like you know. I rolled up on this. I, I guess just, I'll take care of this. I got done with breakfast. Let me you know fill yeah. out some paperwork on this idiot, mm. this bad driver. Uh, 
But the juxtaposition of him, this is what he deals with every day. Yeah. You know, as a job, to me, this is like a life. This doesn't happen ever. I could have died. I almost died, yes. Yeah. Uh, Just that contrast. uh, When I look back on it, it it just makes me laugh because it's so ridiculous. Well, and I I think that's something that the common person doesn't take into consideration is like, you know, when my dad first started in the police force, he worked vice. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so the Houston Hotel, uh, which I believe is coming back. Um, all right. Yeah. <laughs> but he uh, he busted prostitution rings that Hookers, used to run. Pimps, and white yeah, and... yeah, he used to bust that shit back in the 70s or whatever. And I remember my mom telling me a story once where she, where she feels she messed up was she asked, like, what do you do? Oh, wow. And he told her. Oh, man. And when you think, like, for example... I go to work every day. Why do you have the clap right now? Yeah. Uh, I arrested this lady. And- yeah, well, well, it wasn't. I mean, he would literally walk up to hookers and ask for blowjobs and stage himself as a John and uh-huh. then bust them. Yeah. And then he would, they would bust more and then they would give up their pimp and then they would just go shut the whole thing down. Because uh-huh. this was happening in the equivalent of at the time. They would bust like, him, then he busted them. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, it was nuts. It was like prostitution rings everywhere, uh-huh. you know, because um, now it's like human trafficking and stuff. But it's like you, if you like the sausage and you enjoy the sausage, don't ask how the sausage is made. Because right. once you find out, you probably will not enjoy it it's, anymore. Yeah, yeah. Because that, that's a big problem now. Because, you know, where I work... At MD Anderson, they make a fucking shitload of money on hope. Yeah. And I see the ugly. I assist with the bodies getting sent out the back. You know, I've gone to codes where I, because I'm certified, so I've been on codes where the kids didn't make it. I've been on codes where the old man did make it. I've been on codes where the person having the code was doing fine, but then his mama fell out and she didn't make it. There's a, yeah. So... You don't see a lot of that. So when the media is only bringing up the really, really cutesy shit that cops do and the really, really bad shit that cops do, there's a whole lot of gray in between that, for what it's worth, you and I don't have any business knowing. It's none of who gives a shit. Just do your job and do it right. But you are a, you know, a member of law enforcement and you should be held to a higher standard, you know. Yeah. They they have so much more responsibility yeah, than the average this, this, person. This shoot they to kill. Be. I mean, I remember when people were shit in the bed because, oh, God, they've got tasers. I wish they would just go back. Don't tase me, bro. I wish they'd go back to that because now they're just <laughs> yeah. shooting people like crazy. Yeah. Like, oh, I felt my life was in danger. She the guy was, was 40 feet away she running was, away from you. She was four foot. She was four foot 11. She uh-huh. weighed a, a buck o two sopping wet. And there was a, a door in between you. You are six two. 205. I think you would have been okay. Yeah. Like, for example, uh, a couple of years ago, the armless paraplegic that they shot up, like, like uh, you know, target practice. Uh-huh. What the hell was that guy going to do? Charge you in a wheelchair from his front porch? You were in the street. I think, really, if they just held... Because they are in a, in a position of power, if they just held them more accountable... Well, this the, this stuff wouldn't be happening as the, much. You know? A lot of them are being brought up on charges now, 
And if it's all just a dog and pony show for them to be acquitted later, mm-hmm. then I call bullshit. But like that one who shot the uh, unarmed man, I want to say somewhere in the East Coast, he's being brought up on murder charge. Um, the, Mi- also- the, the Michael Brown cops are all being... But have you noticed? It's like... There's a, there's a public outcry, mm-hmm. uh, and then, you know, there may be riots, there may not be. There's a whole, oh, was me, me, a culpa thing. And then they get a, you know, oh, we're going to charge them. And then it just kind of, like, goes away. Because then, like, the next shit show is, is ready to roll. There's no follow-up. Mm-hmm. You know, because now it's already out of, like, the Tamir Rice and all those. Those are already out of the social media, you know, spotlight. There's other stuff now to, you know, keep us entertained and... You're not one of them, but I have a lot of friends that are very uh, tinfoil hattish, mm-hmm. if you will. And oh, they're the not ones. One that... of them. Oh, that means I'm one of them. Great. <laughs> no, okay. you're, you're not tinfoil hat. I have not a lot you, of... but there's a lot of Alex Jones followers. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the ones yeah. that are like, you know, oh, well, we all were listening to this. This all happened, and I'm like, yeah. you know, it's no, like no. if it's not one thing, it's another. Dude, you know? I I am on that. I am on that spectrum of your fringy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I find it interesting. Uh-huh. I don't subscribe to everything. Are you a conspiracy a theorist? You don't think nine eleven was an inside job? You're not one of those dudes, are you? Uh, I am a nine eleven served a lot of people in a positive way. Oh yeah, man. But I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. Jet fuel doesn't melt. No, whatever, man. <laughs> it weakens steel. Yeah, uh, it melted the building. That man. was a. That was a. Infrared laser. I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I'm not a. I'm not a structural engineer. Well, but when I was growing up as a kid or whatever, I was. I've, I'm like a history buff. Like I listen to like Dan Carlin and mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But I was like hardcore fat. history. Yes, one very of the, like, very the, amazing podcast. Better have an afternoon. <laughs> that shit's long. Yeah, but it's like yeah, it's like a college class. But I was fascinated with like JFK's assassination. Uh huh. And you know. I think that that served as probably a turning point in American history as a whole Uh as to if that hadn't occurred, we may actually not be in the like public spectrum that we are now. Cause I mean, we went, we went from no one knowing anything about really and truly what the president had going on. You know, they were categorically held to a higher standard yet when I was in college, were they in the, it's like when Pearl Harbor got bombed. America's walking around being like, oh, I got my dick out. No one can touch us. And then we get bombed, and, yeah. you know, it changes the social landscape forever. So I think that the Kennedy is... Because they shot at Reagan, but they didn't get but, him. But the thing you... See, the way I've... Since I pay attention to both uh, sides of every story, uh-huh. the part of history where it says we instigated japan into bombing pearl harbor and all of our mo- oh, yeah, yeah. all of our modern fleet was away from that site mm-hmm. and we just sacrificed our oldest ships and stuff like it was yeah i can't you, you can't did we land on the moon gabe did we land on the moon okay all right so you're not totally batshit crazy <laughs> all right good i'm just half crazy yeah but, but i do have a big question about that what the moon's right there uh-huh why the hell won't we go back it's right there i don't know we got people up there for years at a time just hook a how left know, and land how on do the know bench. we didn't <laughs> well that's why i'm saying just go they're all like mars and pluto and so is pluto a planet again <laughs> i don't think so oh, looks like one in 
HD. I just, it, I don't know. I was fascinated with that kind of stuff. I was, outer space and, and, you know, history were my things. Like, uh, growing up as a kid, I wanted to be an airplane pilot because mm-hmm. I saw Top Gun. And I was like, it's a good movie. That's fucking cool, man. It's <laughs> a good movie. I plastered my room with like. We both wear F-16. glasses, so we're talking into microphones right now. <laughs> yeah, right. Flying yeah. F 14 Tomcat. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Until I grew up later, I didn't really get the whole like. Homoerotic. Homoerotic vibe going on in that movie. I was like, man, that's a really gay movie. Those guys are really good at volleyball. And then the thing is, is like, you know, Tom Cruise was an asshole. Yeah. The bad guy in the movie just wanted him to do shit he was supposed to do. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's a dick. Who? Uh, Val, Val <laughs> yeah, Kilmer? Val Kilmer is just yeah, like, can't you just do what's being done? No, man, I'm a maverick. If I wasn't a shithead, I wouldn't be any good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, why did I give him a southern accent? I don't know. <laughs> did you get his about, I'm your huckleberry in an airplane. He got his, but, he got uh, his roles reversed. But as far as like... Uh, I don't know. Should we even get back into that? What, the Probably politics not. aspect? No, the uh, or the, the, conspira- tinfoil, the, the conspiracy th- thing. I mean... But it's getting as much light of day as what is viewed as legitimized media now, whereas like someone like Alex Jones... Well, because a lot of media is just sugar-coated bullshit. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean you've, got, you've got Fox News about to have their own... Republican GOP debate. Yeah. They're going to get to determine and dictate which candidates get to go up there. Right. That is unheard of. Yeah. That's unheard there's, of. There's a the, lot of shit going on. Like the Koch brothers and all that yeah. stuff. I'm not I'm yeah. not one to sit here and say that I mean, the fucking Kennedys got he, into the White House because of who their dad was. Yeah. I if you want to go down conspiracy lane, that is all conspiracy. Jesus Christ, man! <laughs> Kennedy probably got his head blown off because he was having his brother, who then also got his head blown off, turn on the very people who funded their dad. Mm-hmm. You're gonna go and try and shut down the mafia once you get into the White House. Your dad worked with the fucking <laughs> mafia. Are you insane? So I mean, there there's my conspiracy theory on that. Mm-hmm. But I mean. That, but that lets you just know right there that big money and collusion and politics have always been hand in hand. Now we just have oil and gas people and, and fucking energy people and tobacco, big tobacco and all this stuff. Well, welcome to the Back conspiracy. In, see that, you're but, wearing a tinfoil hat right no, now. No, it's over there. I just look at it every now and then and be like, hmm, I need to dust it off. But, I mean, some of that stuff I could see where it's coming from, but... I'm of the mindset, because, like, for me, you know, every, oh, thanks, Obama. I voted for the guy both Did you? times. Oh, my God. What's because wrong? I was like, hey, change. I can get, I didn't give a shit what color the skin, you know, Bush, it was. He made a lot of against the grain uh, promises. Well, yeah, because I was just like, him. holy crap, that I can get behind that. And yeah. then he got in there. And he was just a darker version of the asshole that was there before. Yep. Who was just another version of the asshole who was there. Like this Bernie Sanders guy, he's not going to stand a fucking chance. Even if he wins. What's going to make him any different? Not, than, no. It's they're all, just going to It's all political him. theater is all it is because it just, uh, it's, it's frustrating is what it is. And then this is probably like the most impassioned you'll ever hear me be about politics because uh-huh. I don't touch that shit with a 10-foot pole on social media because right. that's one surefire way to like make enemies. Yeah. 
And I just wanted to be... It's a third rail. Yeah, I was just like, I don't even want to go there. I'll just keep posting cat gifs and fucking laughing at your jokes. (laughs) Because I don't want to go down that road. But it to me, it's just... who It doesn't... My father-in-law worked for Robert Kennedy's campaign. He was going to work for the Clintons. He's a die-in-the-wool Democrat. But at the end of the day, they're all the fucking same. Mm -hmm. They just serve their their greater good whatever you know gets them the money and it just i was really disappointed with you know to the, my listeners out there if you're gonna vote for hillary you're in for a rude awakening <laughs> no sh- <laughs> but my the thing how is donald trump leading in the what fucking poll are they taking it just points out how s- fucking crazy the right wing's gotten uh, but that's all i, I mean the if, guy if, is if ronald fucking, reagan if ronald reagan rose from the grave and zombie reagan ran for president uh-huh. he would be a goddamn moderate in this climate yes. it blows my mind yes. it abs- they are well, so any- they are so far over the- and then the problem is is the left is too left of the middle they aren't bernie bernie is the only one that's remotely liberal in the least bit because the right. minute obama got in the white house all he did was just move right to the middle as he could. Mm-hmm. And that's all they ever... Because you have to Well, please. he continued all of yeah. Bush's all policies. He, he, just kept, he just kept pencil whipping all the bullshit from before. I'm going to close Gitmo. Dude, it's still open, and you've got like a year, you know, less than a year left. Dude, have you heard... I'm sorry, this, is, this news segment's gone on. But I like talking about it. Yeah, me too. Have you heard the horrendous torture memos... The, the that that just came out. Yeah, that guy's about, book was on NPR. Oh my god! Was, see, I just dated myself. I listened to NPR. So, but uh, yeah, his shit was just on. Um, Soldiers were fucking kids yep. in front of their moms. And, yeah, yeah. It's it's and ridiculous. their moms were just committing suicide. Yeah, they're killing themselves left and right. Holy it's ridiculous. shit! That's us. Yeah, that's yeah, America. That's the good guys. And don't give me any of this. Like, Jesus well, in a time Christ. of war. You know, you got to... No, no, no. Fuck right off. That is absolutely deplorable. The uh, the reason we knew we were the good guys in World War II was because we held ourselves to a higher standard yep. than our enemies. Yep. Same thing... Uh, well, Vietnam, we kind of fucked up. We Viet- should have never gone well, there. No, Vietnam, we... Well, no. We thought we were going. It's like, hey, and then they got over there and like, oh, wait a minute. Wait, this is a this is a war. We really shouldn't be. Yeah, here, we shouldn't but, be. We shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but for us to sink to that level, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. If that if that gets around beyond you and me, yeah, who it feels like only a certain number of people know that that even happened. Yeah. If it gets but out in the mainstream, yeah. But if they selectively just decide to put up the blinders or sugarcoat it. How do you sugarcoat raping boys? Uh, dress them up as girls. I don't know. That was horrible. And I have kids. But, um, no, I, you would just leave that part out. It's like the whitewashing of our textbooks. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, for some reason, fucking Texas is responsible for the nation's textbooks. So you're going to have one of the the, the most, li- you know, the most liberal-hating uh, conservative states in the union make textbooks for the rest of the country. And they're literally changing history or taking parts out or tweaking this or being like oh they don't need to know about that i mean th- there's a very good chance well, the light that- at the end of the tunnel is the internet makes books obsolete. yes yes it does so it doesn't matter right what and they put in those fucking 
But I just think it's crazy that I could very well be having a kid going into junior high someday who is not going to have no. any idea at all whatsoever what the really Black happened. Panthers yeah. or the Ku Klux Klan or or any of that stuff is just because because just as much as there's vitriol and hate out there in this day and age people get butt hurt way too easily mm-hmm. and i'm all for developing a thick skin but you can do it you know and you can develop the thick skin and and things can be conveyed and, and things can be um you know discussed without vitriol hate being an asshole and then taking it like some big pansy i don't get it like the confederate flag thing i thought that was completely blown out of proportion i didn't understand why they made that 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 people seem to forget well, that because, that flag was put there in the 60s that hasn't been there since the dawn of Civil the capital that thing was actually right. put up there because the 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 government in place at the time was doing it to be a bunch of assholes and it's because stuck. they were they were against the politicians in power were in the KKK yeah they were against integration so they said well fuck you and we're going to fly this and, and then they Brandon did. Ruth brought it back to the surface correct yeah correct but yeah I'm just glad the dude wasn't from Texas. <laughs> For change. Because, man, now I get on the news and I'm just like, come on, come on. And it'll be Florida. And I'm like, oh, thank you, man. Florida's in some... They got some fucking weirdos in Florida. <sighs> well, thanks for the news talk, man. Hey, we should uh, we should go on to... Uh, let, let's end the news talk. Oh, all right. This has been News <laughs> with Gabe and Chris. <laughs> I like that. It's so dumb. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't... Let, Let's go on to uh, some friend questions and lighten things up a little bit. You got a, maybe, ja- you maybe. Got a jazzy intro for that uh, too. I haven't really made one yet, but maybe this will. Maybe this will do for now. Enemies. Yeah, man, I'm getting to like this powerful robot body of mine. I like that. That's just a Transformers clip I had. Oh, laying around before Michael Bay ruined the franchise. Oh God, don't don't even bring that up. <laughs> All child. right, I got some friend questions from uh, Kyle Cude. I, I don't know if that's how you say his name, but uh, this is a good question. How should you behave around police? Should you be able to yell, scream at them? It is not against the law to be an asshole to a cop. Uh huh. But if you and I saw this as a joke the other day. If you poke the bear, uh-huh. don't be surprised. Then the rebuttal to that was, well, we don't make bears cops. But I saw that. <laughs> yeah. So, but no, the thing is, is um, I honestly feel, because like even me, um, I used to get pulled over a lot because I had a lead foot. And I, in all of my pale whiteness, would still be scared shitless because it's a cop. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> and I have employees, I have a lot of minority employees now, and I hear about the plight of driving while black and things of that nature. And I've been with some of my employees, and they've been pulled over for no reason at all whatsoever. But guess what? When they see me in the car, everything's okay. Um, if you disrespect a cop, he can't unload on you. He has no right to be able to do that. But, you know, I've seen, like, now, if you want to videotape a cop, do it. Right. You know, but don't be surprised if he slaps your camera out of your hand, which he cannot do. But in this climate, that's assault, brother. Well, it's it's like <laughs> it kind of reminds me. It's like you know, like back when you're in school or whatever, and you just had that like one, you know, like 
anarchist friend or whatever who's just like, damn the man, fight the power. It's like, in this climate, if you do that, you're just asking for trouble. Yeah. Don't. Uh, you always want to treat people how you want to be treated. Correct. And yeah. now the thing is, is if you go at it nice, uh-huh. and, you know, like, for example, the lady who died in the prison or whatever, he was telling her to put out her cigarette. He was being an asshole. You don't have to put out a right. cigarette. She can smoke till her heart's content. Now, if he asked you to get out of the car and... What if, what if he was concerned about secondhand smoke? Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> in his workplace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, don't, you don't. Don't come with an attitude on don't, on don't, either front. Don't, don't blow smoke in a cop's yeah, face yeah, don't, and you'll be don't, okay. Don't be a dick cop and don't be a dick to the cop and right. maybe everything will work out. I just, I don't, it, why? Why? you just trying to... You're playing with fire yeah, if you fuck I mean, with a cop. Yeah. I mean, that's always been the case. I mean, yeah, don't. Don't do it. Um, should you be able to yell, yell at them? Uh, scream at them? That No. That means... Only if there's a distance. Like you're, if he, like if he's like, get back in your car, and you're, you know, because you know the okay. cop. Okay. Yeah, and he, he's like, I'm just trying to. I've dropped my phone. You know, something like no, you don't know, because that's going to create a confrontation right there. You're escalating the situation. Correct. You're yeah. making it worse. You're you're, right. you're you're prodding where you shouldn't be. Right. Okay. Second question from Kyle Cude. He, he's he's a big he's question a, guy. He's got four of them here. Oh. If the he actually he's got. Probably ten, but I I selected these out of wow. the ten. Maybe I'll get to them. He's a big fan of your Maybe podcast. Maybe I'll get to him. He's never heard the podcast. What? Uh, if the global economy collapses, what plan of action should you take? Dude. That's a big question. He's kind of a naysayer. I don't know if I dig <laughs> this guy. Negative Nancy here. Uh, global economy collapse. Um, well, you're kind of in the same boat as everybody else. Well, and the thing is, is like, so, like for example, what's happening in Greece... And things of that, like, you know, we have a lot to do with that. But um, we live in the country that's like the don't. financial leader of it all. <laughs> so if the Let's US... Let's not talk World Monetary Fund right now. No, this no, no, guy no, no. wants to know, uh, should I I'd... stock up on water, uh, well, buy no, some I'm... batteries, <laughs> well, ammo? Is he from Texas? Because, you, you know, they got bomb shelters all over the place. You could probably just, you know. But if you know it's coming, go stock up and ride it out. Uh, invest in precious metals. It's going to turn probably. into Carmack McCarthy's The Road, and you're going to have to hold I would it. say invest yeah. in liquor, because liquor will go... I mean, it's always going to be a need. And uh, mm-hmm. Go watch Waterworld. <laughs> <laughs> invest in jet skis. Yeah. And, Just uh, go live on an floating, island. Floating yeah. gas tanks. Yeah. Go find sea land and, and populate it. <laughs> All right. Um, wish I could be more serious on that question, but it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's bringing me it's down, too scary. man. It's too scary. Negative Nancy. Uh, what is the difference? You might be able to handle this one. Oh, what okay. is the difference between bourbon and whiskey? Bourbon and whiskey? It's the distilling process. Okay. Cause I was under the impression bourbon was aged whiskey. Mm-hmm. It's a type of, but it's all in the distilling process. Huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's all it is. Well, there you go. Uh, Kyle Cued. All right, one more. Uh, should Big Bang Theory be canceled? It isn't already. I see. Would, it's a, we're I would have recommended it was full circle red lit rather than having to be canceled after it started. Yeah, um, they say it's going full circle back to the demographic of CBS. <laughs> Those old people in the retirement homes who just leave it on after the news <laughs> yeah, yeah. are the reason the why Two Broke Girls and Big Bang Theory are oh, still on man. TV. Anything with canned laughter. Should probably just just firebomb the studio. Pretty much, yeah. Because the only thing saving 
Two Broke Girls is Kat Dennings' tits, and the other show is retarded. Whoa, whoa, calm down, buddy. Um, and that's it for uh, friend questions. <laughs> Outro. <laughs> he's a he's a fan of two broke girls. Oh god. Yeah. Uh <laughs> anything you want to plug before we're out of here? Uh no, I don't have a podcast. You don't anything. have anything to plug, man? You don't have anything after your nine to five and after your kids go to bed and No, that's called uh Alone time. <laughs> <laughs> that's when I get on Reddit. No That's when I... me and the wife get on Cinemax. <laughs> Alright, well, it was good having you. Good, yeah, man, good uh, conversation. Fun. We'll have to have you back in. I will do that. that. We will have to have you back well, in. Is there someone here I don't? <laughs> My invisible producer. <laughs> uh, Dan on the ones and twos. Yeah, it was fun, man. Got to have you back. It, oh, was, awesome. it was cool. I enjoyed uh, this. Yeah. Hopefully uh, we could have a third guy in here to uh, mix it up with us next time. And yeah. Because I think... Uh, Jason, uh, my friend Jason Jones. Jason Jones? No, not Jason Jones. Who the fuck is that? Jenny Jones' son. Eric. Eric Eddie was supposed to uh, come in, and hmm. he, he's uh, he's good salt and pepper for anything you talk about. Cool. But he's going through some uh, moving processes, and I'm probably going to cut this whole rant out because it's really <laughs> has nothing to do with anything. And thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me, go to revengeoftheworld.com and you can get uh, all my social media links and links to whatever the fuck else I'm doing. And uh, thanks for listening. Love ya. Haha. <laughs>